0: It is Wednesday, January 25th, 2023, and you're listening to episode number two of This Ain't Iowa. All you two. Ladies and gentlemen, Jack shit. Uh, listen, I don't know anything about the music industry. I don't really know anything about the comedy industry, and I was involved in it for the better part of two decades. But I do know that if you start with the name Jack Johnson, transition into Jack Evan Johnson, and then land on Jack shit, I don't know that you're doing it right.
1: Well, I beg to disagree. Here's why. Okay. Have you ever fucked a bar stool on stage? Because that guy was pretty successful for a hot
0: minute. It's true. And then the next five thousand people that fucked bar stools got progressively less uh, less exciting. Um, listen, I, all I know is uh, a bunch of people actually checked out Jack's music, which I love. Thank you. He gave that to us for free, so I encourage all of you to check it out. Uh, and uh, and I hope he's doing great. I uh, I appreciate it. Um, Tony, this has been actually a pretty humbling week. I mean, you know, uh, we launched this, we, we knew that we'd at least have some listeners cause there was enough people from those days still involved in our social media that, that I knew we, I knew we weren't going to have zero listeners, which is probably what most podcasts <laughs> who just start from scratch have right now. But I'm, I'm legitimately like floored and uh and and feel very grateful to how many people checked out the first show how many people reached out um and uh you know sent messages and uh you know email uh, hit us up on socials like i uh, i'm going to try and name as many people as i can later but it was actually kind of a lot
1: <laughs> do you think this is the biggest response you've ever had in any of, any of your podcasts you've done a whole bunch some more successful than others even my Sports Radio at its peak, did it have this initial response? Well, I know it wouldn't have had the initial response, but when no. you mentioned that you were leaving, or I can't even remember how that went down, whether you did a final show there or not. <laughs>
0: You know what? I don't know that I did. Uh, I know that I was trying to kind of get out. We'll, well, you know, we'll, we'll kind of talk a little bit about when we go through the history of the of, of the podcast, and that's going to be harder than anticipated. And we'll probably be a slow release over the next, uh, which is how I have sex these days. <laughs> it will be a slow release over the next, you know, however many episodes, but it's just too big of a thing to, to kind of be able to uh, spout off in one episode. But we'll... Everything's starting to sound like coming right now. Um, I got to, let me just, let me just clear it up. Uh, we will talk about the MSR days, but yeah, no, it's funny that you mentioned that. I, As is often the case when I was working for another person's organization, I just fucking burned bridges, man. I really was not a company man, um, which is ridiculous. The whole rest of my life, for the most part, I'm a pretty big rule follower. Like I'm not, I don't want trouble in my life, but man, when it came to this genre, for whatever reason, I just was a real dick about it. Uh, I don't know if it's just cause I grew up in, the, uh, you know, in, in the, in the age of the uh, Howard Stearns and David Letterman's who did nothing but crap all over their, you know, corporate bosses every single day. And maybe that just got instilled in me, but for whatever reason, I, uh, I did not uh, handle those situations very well. Even Don Best, I don't think ended on the best terms. Um, But anyway, let's, uh, well, we'll get to all that in a minute. I, uh, uh, but anyway, I wanted to say thank you to everybody and and we'll, we'll, we'll name a few of you as many as we can here in, in a, in a minute. But we, we talked a little bit about last week how, you know, we're, we're, we are changing. We're all 10 years older. We're bringing the show back, but it can't be the exact same show. And, Aside from content or tone or any of that, just the logistics of it. We used to start this show. I used to claim that we would start the recording at 8 p.m., but by the time I actually got, like, Troy to <laughs> sign on, and then I'd have to give him a pep talk because he was always positive that there was nothing that we could possibly talk about. Uh, and then by the time we started recording, 8.25, 8.30, and then I'd have to do a little... Maintenance on, on the back end as well, usually about a half hour of, uh, of of venting on the back end as well. So the whole thing would end up taking, you know, a couple hours. Not anymore, baby. First of all, we're kicking this thing off at 6.30 sharp and uh, coming in just under the hour mark. And when we're done, hey, good show, Tony. Peace out. Next week? All right, great. And that is it. I I can't be fuck. I'm at an age where if something starts at 8 o'clock. I have to already be out. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if my wife and I are going to see a concert or a show, it starts at eight o'clock. Uh, yeah, uh, no, we are going to dinner at six 30. We're going to have <laughs> drinks. Maybe I'll gamble a little bit. You can't get me to come home, chill for three hours, and then we leave the house. Absolutely not. Uh, even when I do stand up, like if I go back to Tucson at Laughs on Friday nights, they do an eight o'clock and a ten thirty show, and I swear to God, I do that eight o'clock, and I'm looking around, I'm like ten thirty p.m. Fuck you! Like, what do you? Does anybody even awake? Will anybody be here for this? I forget that the rest of the world doesn't operate under my current lifestyle. Um, but yeah, man, no, we're we're doing a lot of things real different.
1: We sure are. Hey, I'm. I'm the same. Except I've always been that way. I'm not built for yeah. stamina. I'm not built for sprinting. Give me one event every twelve months. I'm good. <laughs> this this going out every yeah. couple of months. I'm sure it is for you these days. Uh, yeah, n- too much for me. Always has well,
0: been. Well, it's funny. So. One, uh, you know, I mentioned that I, I only do a handful of shows, and uh, almost none in Vegas anymore. There used to be a show that I was on pretty regularly called The Hilarious 7, and that was good because it usually started at 7 o'clock. Hilarious 7 started at 7. That's perfect for me. Had that had is right in my dinner. wheelhouse. Then exactly, exactly, yeah. You, you get home, eat something, go. I have one drink before, and now... It, oh. Right in my wheelhouse. Then they moved it to eight and I'm like, you're pushing it, but I'll still do it. But uh, there's a couple of comedy clubs here in town that will do like local shows, but they start at like 12 or 1230. And uh, I got invited to to one once. A buddy of mine was like headlining it and he's like, I'd love for you to come and, and do some time. And I was like, uh, and it was like, it was, it was just to do it. it was, I don't think he was offering me any money. Not that there was like an amount of money like a reasonable amount of money that he could have offered me to start my night at 1230. Like, <laughs> do you understand when you're 44 and you have three kids and most days start for me around five, five thirty. 30. Oh Jesus. If I, yeah, d- d- please. If I started a show at 1230, so the opener goes up, then another guy goes up, then I go up, then the headliner goes up. And then we hang out for a few. Like, do you know how many days I would be fucked up for? Even if I didn't get drunk or anything like that. Just the fact that I started something at 1230 and I didn't actually get into bed till, let's call it, I don't know, four, three or four. Forget it. My life is ruined for a week. I can't. I can't do it. (laughs) Well, that, how, like, Mm -hmm.
1: you never did the disc jockey thing. But how do morning DJs survive? Do they just live on amphetamines or is yeah. there some oh. secret sauce or what's the deal? Cuz it sounds exhausting well, the- your life without adding comedy shows yeah. which you're not willing to do. And I get it, but 5:30? Really?
0: Well, I don't mind I don't mind mornings. That was the weird thing about me even when I when, when I was doing stand up as like, you know, my my job or at least like my part-time job. I was doing a, a good amount of it. I was never really cut out for the lifestyle. Like, even then, I would still get up at like eight, which for a comic is like, whoa, what are you doing up at the crack of dawn? Like, I just, I've always sort of been a morning person, not in an irritating way. I just, I don't know, for some reason, I I get up in the morning and, you know, even if I just watch TV for several hours, I like being up in the morning. Uh, But uh, morning DJs, it's funny because they come in two in two classes. And I did a lot of morning radio when, when you're, you know, a club comic, uh, a lot of times the clubs will make you get up early and promote your weekend shows on whatever like morning local top 40 radio show. So I've done a good amount of morning radio in my life and they fall into two categories. There's either the old timers, right? They've just been fucking doing radio bouncing from market to market. They are, they're terrible. The only thing they almost always have going for them is one of those kick-ass deep radio voices. <laughs> like, if you have that voice, you can stay employed uh, for a while as long as you don't mind bouncing from Albuquerque to Alamogordo to fucking whatever other garbage cities, um, you know, you can find. Albuquerque's actually nice. Sorry, I didn't mean to call it a garbage
1: <laughs> but city. It but it has but, a ring uh, to it. I get why you said
0: Albuquerque. Yeah. But but those people uh, those people go to bed at eight o'clock like that. They've been doing this their whole life. They have now adjusted their entire clock and schedule to it. These are the people that, yeah, they, they're, they're eating dinner at four. They're starting to, they're wind down at six and they go to bed at eight so they can be up at four to get to the, you know, to the station by five. That's those people. Now, the really scary people are the ones like the bad boy jocks, right? They're like on the rock station and they're a little bit younger and uh, they fashion, the, they, like in their mind, they've considered, they consider themselves to be a bit of a celebrity and they're <laughs> the ones that are terrifying because they will go out and, and they will like party and they'll go to the concerts that the radio station puts on and stuff like that and then drag their ass in in the morning and they are absolutely fueled by like cocaine and Red Bull and it is, uh, the, you can tell when you're in one of those because they are coming at you fast and furious. And that, those are the ones I could do without, quite frankly.
1: <laughs> hey, is that still a thing for comics? I, I don't know whether you've even got your finger on the pulse there, but to me it seems uh, no. like I mean, nobody's promoting anything on radio these days. It's still a thing. I'm sure people no. have it in their cars, but.
0: I mean, first of all, who's listening to radio? I mean, at this point, it's like satellite. I I listen to satellite radio. And even that is like an old guy thing to do, (laughs) that I listen to satellite radio, right? Most people are just like fucking, uh, you know, whatever's on their phone. So they have one bill. They have every song that's ever existed downloaded on their phone in various playlists, uh, or if they're into podcasts or whatever. Like nobody, I don't think, unless you're in a rental, even then, people just listen to their phone. Yep. Yep. Like I haven't I haven't heard regular radio in forever but I know that even I mean in the last 10 years I don't think I was asked to do morning radio to promote something ever
1: because the only time I ever hear radio is if there's a construction job around the area Tradies <laughs> still use radios and that's yeah. just to drown out background noise I think or the tinnitus that they're dealing with
0: Yeah Exactly. So no, I, I, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think that that's really a viable. In fact, um, I was doing a show for a while out here in Vegas called, uh, Cinerama, which was similar to like, uh, mystery science theater 3000 or Rift tracks where we would actually go, you know, we had a theater, uh, at the palms and we would, uh, pick shitty movies and, you know, people would pay a cover and they could come and they could drink and me and a buddy of mine, would talk over the movies and make like you'd watch the movie, but we'd also like make jokes and make fun of it. You know, just the same MST3K thing. It was it was, it was a fun thing for a while, and shockingly didn't catch on. Um, but uh, it was a uh, we we actually went on like the local rock station because we we I know one of the DJs, so we went and promoted it. It moved the needle not at all. Uh, I don't think anybody heard our interview on there, and uh, he even said like yeah if you guys want like we could promote this thing for you like every month and he quoted us a price and it was not very much money <laughs> it was like it was like yeah for uh you know for the six hundred dollars we'll we'll do your shows uh for the whole year uh you know whatever fucking six times a day and i'm like what okay, it should be more than that. I mean, you could have told me it was more than that and I would have believed you. We didn't do it because I didn't feel like it was worth it even at that price, but it's uh, radios in a bad way. Well, but uh, for yeah. the
1: most part, unless unless you're selling water filters or gold or Brainforce yeah. Plus, I've got to say yeah, a- Alex Jones can get some dime. I'm not saying he's successful in managing his business outside of that considering he's being sold being sued for 1.5 billion um yeah. no has been sued i should say and they have mm-hmm. won 1.5 billion um but yes. he moves some shit silver coin apparently that's a money maker you just need to be in the right grift i think not
0: just yeah like exactly you you need to market. know your audience yeah you need to know your audience. You call that shit a liberty coin, and boy, howdy, are you uh, are you rolling in money?
1: I think you uh, actually nailed—oh, no, it was a founder's coin, not a liberty coin, okay. but you were pretty close. I was just
0: making it up, but honestly, if that had been it, I wouldn't have been shocked even a little bit. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things we also talked about, and one of the things I think—one of the reasons I think that we had kind of such a, a successful first week— is, you know, that nostalgia aspect of it, right? That we talked yep. about last week. And uh, I, I was I was thinking about it this week and I'm like, I I don't think I realized like how much of a hold my younger years and that feeling of nostalgia had on me. You know, I mentioned whatever, Top Gun and Karate Kid and that stuff. But this year, we're finally at an age with our kids where we can, like, we can, you know, leave them with a the babysitter. We can leave them with my mom for the weekend. Uh, we can even, if it's just for a couple hours, trust my son to watch the girls. Uh, not <laughs> for any more than a couple hours. Because, yeah, he's he, he cannot be trusted. He doesn't make the best decisions. But we can do it for two, three hours at the most. So my wife and I actually saw a shitload of concerts this year. Um, and I, I guess it didn't really occur to me at the time, but they were all essentially... Bands from the '90s. So (laughs) I am going to run a list of every concert I saw in 2022. All right. Okay. And Tony, I want to see if you can name at least one song from each of these artists. Are you ready?
1: Now, it should be known that the divide between music in countries was bigger back then, so that could be a a reason why I fail.
0: But all right. Well, listen. You're not. uh, There's no punishment here, or prize for that matter. So because you've got to remember.
1: I didn't know the Humpty Dance. Which what? was. It? <laughs> That was a focal point on this show for a, a brief section. The, the Humpty Dance was mentioned at one You point.
0: didn't know that. No. I don't even remember this. You didn't know that. You, uh, did I get mad at you then? Because I'm kind of feeling did. mad at you again. Yeah, <laughs> that seems, seems impossible. There's no way you're going to know any of these. If you didn't know the Humpty Dance, <laughs> uh, forget it. But all right, we're going to try it. And if not, I'm going to give you a little playlist. And uh, these, these are all shit that you should look up. Ready? Ready. First band we saw, Gin Blossoms.
1: Oh, I do know who they are, but I couldn't name a song. But,
0: cause your, 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 your big ones are going to be Hear It From You and Hey Jealousy. They're from Tempe, Arizona. Uh, probably the only good thing to come out of Tempe, if, if we're being honest. Right. So that was the first concert I saw. Uh, the next one after that was actually three artists performing on the uh, same show. The first one, Blues Traveler. Come on.
1: Can't name a track, but I know he was big in America. Never really made it big here.
0: All right, so that's uh, uh, Run Around and Hook. Those were the, the okay. two big songs for Blues Traveller. Uh, and then after him was Jewel. Okay. Come on, uh, we've talked about Jewel on this Yeah.
1: Ones. Pieces of You was the album, I think, that was massive. Oh, shit. That, that was like my high school, like, year 10 and 11 period. That, that She was huge. So that's just me not having a good memory, but I know a shit ton of Jewel if you were to play it.
0: All right, we'll just say who will save your soul. That was her first big hit, but yeah, she's had yeah. a lot of them. Uh, and then this is actually not a band that I'm. A, I'm a big fan of. <laughs> One might say I'm not a Train fan, but I saw Train as well. Oh. You got a Train song. Was, did they do Drops of Jupiter? Or? They Drops like- of Jupiter. Good. <laughs> Tony on the board. Drops of Jupiter. That's a that's a good. And here's what's funny. So I was really excited to see. Um, Uh, Blues Traveler. I was a big Blues Travelers fan. And we actually got there. I thought we were getting there early, but it turns out like the concert had started. Train was the headliner and they were actually paying for the whole thing. Like, well, I know. believe me, I can't even tell you the arguments I had with my wife about this. She is a huge Jewel fan. She is an Alaskan, as is Jewel. She loves Jewel. And she could not wrap her head around the fact that jewel was not headlining the show and i'm like yeah well i'm like listen i'm i'm not that big into train either but it, like pat monahan the lead singer of train his wine company was sponsoring the whole tour so let uh, me tell you something if i was sponsoring a comedy tour i don't give a fuck who else was on the tour i'm closing the show so uh so yeah so train was was closing out the show um, so we got there, and and they on the website, they put the time that they were going on stage. Real real dick move. But again, because we are, uh, you know, if this was uh, ten years ago, my wife didn't used to start getting ready for a concert until the time the doors are opening at the concert. That's when she'll start picking an outfit. Now, it's fucking. We're done with dinner two hours before the concert's supposed to start. So we're like, whatever, let's just go. And it's a good thing we did because, uh, yeah, Blues Traveler was actually on stage when we got there. And it was perfect because when you're dealing with 90s bands, and yes, you have all these feelings, you're like, oh, I love that band. And then you realize you don't really love that band, okay? (laughs) Like, you love the songs that were playing on the radio when you were in high school, driving around. Like, that's what you love. So it was perfect. We heard Run Around, Uh, we heard But Anyway. Uh, they did a cool cover of devil went down to Georgia, except with harmonica. Nice. Uh, then they did a real shitty, like, like a jam, like a blues jam. And I'm like, Ooh, boy, if this is what the rest of their set was like, I am glad we missed it. Then they closed with hook and they were out of there. So it was great. I got the exact perfect amount of blues traveler. Jewel came on, she crushed it. Uh, and then after Jewel was done, train came out and my wife listened to their first song, which was Meet Virginia, which is good. Well, first no, first they did their new song. They opened with their their current oh, single.
1: Come on, which you is can't weird. do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, like which is something gold. I don't know. I'm I, I don't know. I barely know the old uh, train stuff. I definitely don't know their their new hits. So they opened with their newest song. Then they did um, uh, Meet Virginia, which is a song that I actually like. And then they uh, then they did a cover of the Joker, uh, Steve Miller's Joker. Uh, and then my wife's good. like, "It was like it was fine." And then my wife's like, "I'm ready to go, uh, whenever you are." And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, uh, okay." So we're, <laughs> we left. We as we were walking to the car, we heard, "Hey, soul sister." That was uh, fine, but uh, anyway. So so yeah, we we listened to a to to some train. Uh, all right, next batch of concerts. Okay. Saw this is going to be a tough one. Saw Everclear.
1: Oh. Everclear. They had a huge they were like a one-hit wonder.
0: Um They they had they had two they had two hits that got a decent amount of play, but I agree with you. There was always there's really only one song that ever really stuck in my head. It, did they do Shiver or was that Fuel? No, they didn't do Shiver. So uh Everclear. You're 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 undoubtedly comparing like in your mind you're confusing them with a different band that uh, is much harder. Yeah. Uh Everclear is is they got a kick, they got a the name that sounds like they're a badass but they're pretty pop, pretty <laughs> pop band. They did Father of Mine, that was probably their biggest hit, and then the, uh, a song called uh Santa Monica. Oh, right. Santa Monica's uh, the track I know from them. Yeah. Ooh. It's a good song. Uh Fastball was supposed to open for them. They were a one-hit wonder. They did a song called "The way." um oh, what if you if you heard it, if you heard it, you would instantly probably be able to sing eighty percent of the lyrics. But I promise you, if I just say, "Hey, you know, the way by fastball, not a person who's listening. I pull it up. but I promise you, like go like go to YouTube it And you'll be like, where were they going without they were knowing the way? Oh, trust yeah. me. You, you, yeah. You know the song. You yes. know the song. Trust me. Yeah. I do. Uh, anyway, they didn't show up. So we got some like uh, these two fucking locals uh, singing and they did their best. It was fine, but it was uh, it was not great. All right. Uh, after that, I uh, went to see Nelly. I knew Nelly yeah. was going to be in there with Riding yeah. Dirty. Um, did he do writing dirty? Actually, no, no. I, uh, he, uh, country Grammar, that's their big one. Country Grammar and in Her, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Her. Yeah. Um, they might have done writing dirty. I ended up having to leave early. Nellie went on two hours late. <laughs> like it was fucking 1999. He showed up and went on two hours late. My yeah. son called, it was an outdoor concert. My son called me and he's like, I think I heard gunshots outside. I'm <laughs> like, fuck my life. Okay. I guess I'm going home. Uh, yeah, let me just hear EI and then I'm leaving. Uh, but um, it was, yeah. So we saw Nelly. Uh, we're going to see, uh, this one actually burned me because uh, I was excited about it. We were going to go see the Spin Doctors. Oh, Come on, they got two it. songs. They got two, they got two songs. You know them.
1: Um, uh <sighs> Man, like, I was just listening to them the other day. Two Princes?
0: Yes, Two Princes. That was their big hit. And then they also had Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. That's right. Another good song. Almost the same song. If you really just put them musically next to each other, not a big difference there. Now, they're Uh, one of the
1: few 90s acts I will give a pass for only having two hits because the lead singer had a a throat problem, um, which basically signed them for 20 or 30 years basically. So I'll give them a pass.
0: I was so excited. It was a free concert at like this, whatever, like outdoor car, like car show. And so I was all excited. I took my whole family cause they were going to have food trucks and stuff. And they were supposed to start at seven. Turns out the music started at seven and there was some <laughs> God awful opening band. They weren't going to go on until eight 30. And I'm looking at my family and I'm like 0% chance anyone <laughs> in my family is going to be able to keep their shit together at 8.30. So um, my wife's like, I can just take the kids home, and you can stay and Lyft home. But can I tell you something? I don't like it. I don't like rideshare. I don't like Uber. I don't like Lyft. Of course you don't. Uh, I hate it. I fucking hate it. And so my original plan was, I'm just going to run these, these guys home, and then I'll come back. It's only, you know, whatever. It's about a 15-minute each way. It's not the end of the world. But kind of like what I was saying before, if I get home at a certain time, I'm not leaving the house. Again. So hopefully they'll be back next year and I will plan accordingly. But I, I missed, I missed spin doctors and I still don't feel good about it. I still not. feel a little bit pissed about it. Yep. And then I ended the uh, year, um, of course, rocking out to uh, the most dangerous rock band on the planet, Tenacious D. Oh, I was so excited. They were actually here last year and they, they do a show uh, on the 30th and the 31st. And I was like, man, it would be so cool to go on New Year's Eve, but uh, it's just, you know, with the family, it's just so hard and young kids. Uh, but this year, again, we were able to kind of pull it together and uh, we didn't go on the 31st. We're still not that brave, <laughs> uh, but we did go on the on the 30th. And, you know, if, if Jack Johnson likes to write articles about one for the fat and the ugly, can I tell you how much I enjoy... Seeing both Jack Black and Kyle, who are both at this point, older gentlemen and very out of shape, <laughs> um, just kind of fucking rock, uh, you know, rock a whole theater full of people for like two hours. They put on like a really good show. Now, do you know any Tenacious D tunes?
1: Of course. The biggest hit,
0: Inward Singing. Inward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a fucking one man band. <laughs> yes. Uh, inward. Th- they did not do Inward Singing. Oh. I wish they had. They, uh, this is one of those bands, like they had one album that was colossal, right? Huge. And it was sort of the basis for their, their HBO show and stuff like that. But then they also have released a lot of other music. So it was weird because I consider myself like a fan of theirs. But there were some fans of theirs at this concert that knew all the B-sides, that knew some shit I'd never heard before. Um, but they did a really good job of kind of, you know, like peppering in their biggest hits. And then they closed with... A uh, Wonder Boy and tribute uh, uh, to the greatest song in the world, um, and it was it was great. It was a great concert. But here was the thing that kind of threw me. So their opening act were these three guys that were also doing comedy music. Which they you think don't they lie. were called. I'm uh, sure. I, I I okay. I like it if you're fully committed. If you're like a Weird Al or um, you know Tenacious D, who actually. I think that they want to be a real rock band. Like, not Most all their shit is, is is funny. Like, some of it is just like they're just kind of rocking out. Uh, but I, so I do like I do like stuff like that when someone is, is fully committed. Like, we are musicians and here. To, what I don't like is is the the comic that goes up with the guitar and tells some stupid jokes and then like does uh, like a silly song. Yep. Um, by in by fact, him. I am shocked. Uh, oh. I've come around to Bo Burnham. Um, he, he is, he's a creative guy, but boy, was he my arch nemesis for a lot of years, and he didn't even know it because uh, he was a child. Um, but and he was uh, successful. Oh, Tony, don't get me mad, all right? I'm, I've left all that behind me. I'm not that guy anymore. Um, but anyway... So they were called, uh, I, I want to say they were called the Wolves of Glendale. I think that's their name. And they were fine. Like they, you know, they they had a couple of songs that I thought were really funny and some other ones that were not great, but whatever. It, it, it was fine. But there was one moment in the concert that enraged me, right? It was towards the end. They're getting ready to wrap up their set. And they're like, you know, we're just like, this is the biggest show we have ever done. Uh, you know, we just formed this band last March. And I sat there and I was like, I'm sorry, did you say last March? You guys have been a band for like eight months. I've been doing stand up for 22 years. I've never like, you know, opened in a theater on fucking New Year's Eve for one of the biggest acts, you know, in musical comedy. You guys (laughs) have just kind of threw it all together. And hey, let's go perform in front of a couple thousand people. Fuck them forever. They were and they seemed really nice, and they were actually pretty good. But uh, that that one detail really soured me on them, really, really hard. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so that was uh, that was this year, man. Really, you know, if you want to talk about nostalgia having currency, it is clearly uh, you know destined for us to to come back and give this another shot because I am living in the past like a motherfucker. Well, I thought you might have done a Steel Panther show. I know- no, I haven't done Steel Panther in a while. That's uh, that was yeah. That's uh, that as you know, that show uh, that that band has a lot of uh, significance in in my life. I do. Uh, they without knowing they without knowing they provided the music for the DU Diary podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for that. So I think it no longer can be found anywhere, so you can't sue us. But um, it was uh, yeah, they're great. But they're not really uh, they're not really bouncing around Vegas that much anymore, sadly. Bummer. My, I had a
1: surprise one-hit wonder play as a warm-up act and I didn't know it was him until he played the last song because he, he went, it was a support act for the Dixie Chicks when they toured Australia and okay. it, was, it was a duo on stage and they went by whatever name and mm-hmm. the last song comes around and it's like, you might know me, I had a hit in the 90s, and this was in the 2000s when the Dixie Chicks were huge. It wasn't like last year. They, they were yeah. at their biggest at this point in Australia before the whole burning of CDs in Texas thing happened. Oh,
0: wow. Uh, okay, that's a while ago. Right. Yeah,
1: but this guy said, I had a one-hit wonder. You may know me. The song's called Lullaby. Do you know the <gasps>
0: artist? No, but I know that song very well. Sean Mullins. Uh, that What's his name? Sean Mullins, I think is his name. Sean Mullins. I remember that song was, what was so weird about it, it was just him like literally just talking Yes, most of it. Most of it is him as uh, a uh, Nashville with a tan or whatever. Like he uh, like he just talks through the verses are just him talking and then there's the, the chorus where the, you know, the lullaby pops in. Wow, so he closes it out with lullaby, huh? Yep. Hey, at least he knows wow. where his bread is buttered, I suppose. He knows. You know, it's funny, like, you you hear that every now and then. Uh, Speaking of Blues Traveler, like, he, uh, they were mentioning, um, I heard him in an interview, this is years and years ago, obviously. And uh, they were being asked about, like, you know, do you ever get sick of playing your songs? And he's like, listen, uh, yeah, I'd prefer to just play new music, but what am I going to do? Like, the song "Run Around" bought me my house, so I'll fucking sing "Run Around" every night. I don't give a shit. Yep. Like exactly, which is exactly right. Like, uh, it's it's sad when I see comics, you know, uh, not change their act. But that's a different animal. You don't want the audience to talk along to your comedy set. That's a nightmare. Yep. Right. But music that that people want to be like, Hey, I know this. I'm going to be part of it. So yeah, just play your hits until you die. Don't be an asshole. Yep. Um, But the
1: bad thing is if you're somebody like Lisa Loeb, she can never lose those glasses from the film clip. She's got to do that one song. She can't even change her
0: look. Yeah. (laughs) She can't be
1: young these days either.
0: Tough break. I bet she's still. I bet oh, she's still. I think looks she's good. doing fine. Yeah, I bet she still looks good. Man, if I could have had a one-hit wonder, fuck, dude. That's uh, every now and then I think about how great it would have been, like to have certain people's career, and like just to have like a really monstrous one-hit wonder that won't go away. Yep. So you just get a check. That that would be great. And if you're really hurting for money, you show up somewhere and you sing it. Oh, everybody loves it. That's uh. Although well, I think what are you going to do? I think the better
1: gig is the TV show stars like your son when he went and got the autograph. Um, that's oh, the gig to do: gross. starring one TV show and then get people to show up at convention, sign a few autographs for 150 bucks, and you're golden.
0: Pete Rose, hey, it. What do you think? What do you think this is, motherfucker? <laughs> like this is me trying. <laughs> if I can, if we can somehow get this to a certain level, and then I can get the hell out of here. I don't need that many because. Trust me, with the prices that they pay, that they charge, you, don't, you only need a handful of people to come to your fucking booth. Uh, <laughs> so that's what I'm going for. I just uh, this is this is me, you know, trying to find an in uh, so I can charge for my uh, for my autograph. All right, listen, let's get into it. So I uh, I, I wanted to I wanted to kind of give a, uh, a shout out to some of the people that that posted um, and reached out and uh, and just because again it, it really did mean a lot to me. So uh, I'm gonna run through these lightning fast. Okay. Okay. Uh first of all, Griff AD, one of my absolute best friends and uh, one of yours as well. we'll, we'll get yep. into, you know, some some work that you guys do together. Hess, uh Pigau Pete, love Pigau Pete, met him many many times. Uh Nick Torque, who you were just talking about. Ace Rocola, he's a character. Uh <laughs> Timo 406, the Main Street Haitian. Main Street Haitian by the way, was so disgusted by the logo which you Blatantly announced was terrible <laughs> that the day the show came out, created a new logo and sent it to you. So we now have a new TAI version 2 logo, volume 2 logo, uh, created by the Haitian, and it's uh, it actually looks really good. Uh, so thank you. Uh, Y2K and Patch 406, also known as the 509 motherfuckers or the Sorry for Your Luck crew. We're actually going to be hearing from them pretty soon. Uh, Indie Steve, Jim in Texas, Stu, the young man that I helped raise. Uh, Dad Ain't Hip, who used to go by... Photo man, uh, I believe, right? Yes, the same
1: guy. Yes, same, same, okay. same guy. Uh, and former okay. podcast, yeah. former podcast host. Perhaps we're coming back. We're not polarizing images, of
0: course. Oh my god, I remember. I totally forgot that existed. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to to your filmography here. When when we fucking <laughs> when I uh, when I go off. what was the name of that guy uh, that did Inside the actor Studio? Oh, James Lipton. Uh, James flipped am and the James flipped in you later. Tell me about polarizing images, and then nobody claps. Um, Kilo, Mad Matt, Mad Matt. I remember that guy. I believe that Mad Matt is from Germany. And uh, even though I'm not a beer guy, when he came to visit, he took me and the uh, other hosts out to a beer pairing dinner at Spago, which was fucking amazing. Uh, one of those weird things I just remembered when I saw his name. Uh, Trumpet Man seventy eight, Table Max, uh, Spoon. Showed up, Spoon Tai, the only person with a confirmed "This Ain't Iowa" tattoo on his body. I'd forgotten about that. Uh, oh yeah, uh, my oh, of course, my darling and my number one fan, Mrs. Sadie Breeze, uh, Katie twenty four seven, previously known as Katie seven and seven, a huge mainstay uh, and uh, someone that I've gotten a chance to hang out with her and her wife Eden many times. Uh, love them both very much. Uh, Steve, A.K.A. Peanut, who I have long considered to be my first ever fan. Uh, when I was doing the poker show, he probably saved that whole show because he actually added some legitimacy. He knew something about poker a lot more than I did, but he also liked my bullshit. So having him like around and contributing really kind of, I think, kept me afloat while uh, people were um, uh, hating, uh, hating me. <laughs> uh, travel, any, <laughs> travel any direction. Uh, Okie for you. Uh, ND specialist. I actually met ND specialist. I believe if I have this right, she was originally from North Dakota. She lives in Las Vegas now. And I think she came out to see me at a comedy show one time uh, that I was doing. And uh, yeah, she's, she's super, uh, she's still a fan. Yeah. Still a fan. Uh, Super cute. If you're, if anybody's, anybody's looking, uh, I don't know why I said that. If anybody's, why did I even mention that she was cute? If anybody's looking like I'm fucking (laughs) fiddler on the roof over here. What a weird thing to say. Or like I'm her pimp or something. I'm, I'm sorry. She's probably doing fine. I don't know her situation. Leave her alone. I, I'm sorry that I mentioned it. It was odd. And um, especially to our, the these crew that are in the Discord at least, these are not people you yeah. want to. These are not. Yeah. If you get any DMs, just fucking delete them. These yeah. people are terrible. I'm so sorry. Including uh, myself. Chat. Delete them. Yeah. <laughs> Jet Set Chet. I also met her. She's also very yeah. cute. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we got a few others. At this point, I'm just going to run the last uh, few uh Eddie Chapman, Blind Nomad, Pray for Snow, Grammar Purist, formerly known as Grammar Nazi, but he's got fucking class, and when Nazis came back as a real thing, he changed his name. Well, I kind uh, of forced respect- that
1: name change.
0: Um, because he's he's oh, uh, really?
1: <laughs> of my other podcast, and I just used to refer to him as Mr. Nazi when oh. uh, he well, had anything to say.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I wanted to uh, give a special shout-out to my sister-in-law, Elise, Uh, because she listened. She was never a listener before. She could be our first confirmed new listener. Uh, She listened and actually sent me a really nice message about how much she liked it, and it meant a lot because, number one, she actually has a pretty good comedy IQ, but number two, she's related to my wife, and I can promise you neither one of them are in the business of blowing smoke up anybody's ass. See,
1: that's where Um, I wasn't sure. I know your wife won't do that,
0: but sometimes siblings are different. No. Now, to be fair... She wouldn't have reached out just to tell me what was wrong with it, which my wife may have done, <laughs> but uh, she just wouldn't have reached out at all. If it was shitty, she just would have, there was no reason to tell me <laughs> at all that she had listened to it, but she did, and she told me she liked it, so I really appreciated that, and thank you so much, uh, is Lulu, who I actually met at a ticon, and El Capitan, who was an original listener, but did not find out that we were back until... Uh, it was, uh, I guess, mentioned on your podcast forum, which again is something that we're going to get into later. So there it is. Uh, I'm sure there were more of you. Um, I apologize. Uh, if, I'm going to do my best as I see people pop up to to at least give you a shout out because you deserve it. Uh, you really made this a, a very warm welcome, and uh, and uh, you know I'd, I'd love for you to continue to be a part of it moving forward. So. I don't know, Tony. I've actually talked way longer. We talked way longer than I already thought we were going to. So let's focus on you for the remaining time. And we will get into the history of this show uh, over the course of the next shows. But I really want to talk about, uh, first of all, how you and I kind of uh, linked up and sort of what you've been up to over the past uh, 10 years. So tell your origin story real quick.
1: Well, I was an online poker player back in the days when it was legal in Australia to play poker and I actually did reasonably well in one of the big sit and goers and got enough for one of the 20 gig colour iPods, if you remember those back in the day. Um, I didn't know
0: this part of the story. Nice.
1: Nice. Sweet. And then, of course, I was big into the poker boom as everybody was at that time and that's why how I found your podcast because I didn't know what podcasts were before that thing. Got an mm-hmm. iPod. It was a category on the iPod. Look them up. They said, pick something that you're into. So that's how I found your show because it was fairly highly rated and it was the only poker show that actually had any humor. And I think that's right
0: maintained to this point in history. Most poker shows are pretty fucking dry. Um, well, so yeah. And, and just to give people a little bit of a background on it. So yeah. when uh, I, when I moved, when I moved to Las Vegas from New York, I was determined never to have a day job. I of course ended up having to get a day job relatively quickly, but, uh, you know, I was just kind of looking for ways to support myself creatively. And I didn't know what a podcast was either, but I saw this ad somewhere, you know, like, and, and it made it sound as though I could be like a radio host. And so it originally was, you know, sports betting. And I, I like to sports bet. I don't know anything about it. So it ended up being part of this brand new podcast, sports podcasting uh, uh, network called My Sports Radio. And I started off doing the, the sports betting show. I was terrible at it, but he offered me a poker show, which I also like playing, but don't know anything about. But I jumped on it and, um, and kind of turned it into a little bit of poker and a lot of me telling weird stories. And that is that is how I built my initial fan base. Yep, um, was on the My Sports Radio network, and uh, you were one of those fans. And then you decided to to up the ante to not just be a listener, but you reached out to the host of that uh, site, and then you can take it from there.
1: Well, again, like like you, he he has a way of sucking people in to doing more <laughs> shit that they, than they want to do, and he. You put a thing up on the boards, you know, when you used to bang the boards. Um, if anybody would like to help out with a little bit of production, one or two hours a week, um, just let me know. And I thought, oh, that sounds all right. A couple of hours a week gives me something to do. I can I can learn a bit of editing and that, that'll be a fun skill that I'll never use again. But, hey, let, let's give that a try. <laughs> and right. turns out I ended up doing... One week I did every single show on that network, and if you remember, there was a lot of shows <laughs> There's that a I- lot
0: but That dude was so date rapey. He did the same thing to me too, yep. right? He's like, hey, you know, do this your shows, and then when it got a little popular, he's like, hey, you know, this guy's uh, actually not going to make it. Can you fill in on this? And I would just keep saying yes. So yeah, he did. His his method was like, let me let's just just the tip. And then all of a sudden you're like, I mean, I guess I've come this far. What can I do? Right. And then yep. like, you're now you're in it and you're like, I don't like this. So that's, that was his entire business plan. Yeah. Was he, was, he, was the,
1: to people. he was the Andrew of podcasts. Uh,
0: <laughs> So um, I ended up
1: doing a whole bunch of shows. I worked with you quite a bit, and that's where my grabbing a chat thing came from because he was always giving me notes on the editing. He didn't want to do the editing himself but had to edit a whole bunch of tracks together, cut it together, cut people out, cut people in. Um, And so I, I did that for a little while, and in the end, like everybody on that network, we all got sick of it eventually. And so I... I pulled up stumps, but I I kept in contact with you because I still enjoyed your show somehow
0: even through all the the trauma that he put me through. And um well, it was funny because you reached out to me once. It was it it became clear, so, you know, kind of what you were saying. It became clear at one point that I was very unhappy at the network. Yep. Um I uh, I was not uh I was not doing a good job of hiding that fact, and I think you picked up on it and you sent me an email basically saying, Hey man, if you ever want to do something not here, like I'll work with you. Right. And yeah. And, and almost instantly at that moment, I'm like, okay, perfect. Cause this place fucking sucks. Uh, the, the last draw for me was this is a, and and this is actually, I don't know how many people know this story. It was, uh, I'm sure I've told it before, but so I was doing the poker show. And again, because there were not so many poker shows And we were so early, I kind of got a decent fan base. Uh, The show was called The All In Poker Podcast. And I was contacted directly by All In Magazine, which I don't even know if it still exists anymore. But it was a real magazine, like a legitimate magazine um, for poker players and poker enthusiasts that that got real interviews with real poker players. And they wanted me to host their podcast for them. And they were going to offer me like an actual salary to do it. But I was such a fucking rube that I felt in some way like beholden to Sam, the guy that that hosted the My Sports Radio Network, that I was like, well, maybe there's a way we can all do this together. You know what I mean? Yep. So I reached – I should have never done this in my fucking life, but I reached out to Sam, and I'm like, hey, listen, these people reached out to me. Uh, I think it would be really cool. Maybe me, you, and them should jump on a call and let's hash this thing out. And he basically said, listen – I can't have you negotiate on behalf of the site. I'm the owner of the site. I'm the owner of the show. So, um, I will reach out to them. And then all of it just went away. Uh, he fucked the entire operation up. Uh, and at that moment I was like, Oh, that's right. This guy's not paying me shit. Like he literally was paying me at one point. He started paying me a very, very small, a very small amount of money. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's when I realized, okay, this guy doesn't give a shit about me. Uh, I don't really want to work here anymore. And then your email kind of came at that exact time, and uh, and that's when you and I linked up.
1: Yeah. and But we didn't link up alone because you, again, trying to make ends meet in your career. Sorry to focus this back on you. I know how much you hate that. But- I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but you were doing uh, sports scores at, I'm not sure whether it was Don – best at the time, but yes.
0: You- so, yeah. So Don um, was the, was the site, but, um, basically it, we were doing sports scores for, for, for America online. So if you've ever gone to like MLB.com or NBA.com, uh, they have like a game tracker, right. And you can, you know, if you don't, if you don't want to like listen to a game, you just want to kind of have it up. It will tell you sort of, you know, pitch by pitch in baseball or play by play in football. It will, you know, it will show you exactly what's happening and tell you, you can read it what's happening. Well, those stats are actually put in manually live. So I got involved with, with this yeah organization that did it for AOL where we would, we would go, we would watch the games. And as we were watching the games, we would input all the action on, you know, on, on the platform. And it would, it would instantly upload to those websites. And, uh, uh, so, so I was, I mean, it paid nothing, but God, that was a fucking job. I loved that job. <laughs> you just showed up, you watched sports, you know, you clicked. I mean, the, the it was almost idiot proof. It was literally pointing and clicking. There were only so many options for shit that can happen. Um, but, uh, but yeah, while I was there is when I met a young man named uh, Tommy Dutch, who was a a very, he was a very interesting fellow and uh, he and I kind of became friends and he had expressed that, like, he felt there was more that could be done in, like, the sports betting and, you know, um, management uh, world uh, than was going on now. And it was right around the same time you had reached out to me. Yep. So I pitched him the idea. I'm like, hey, what if we did something, you know, and it could be kind of Las Vegas and kind of sports betting. And, you know, I had kind of, you know, I am like in. I felt that it could be more of an outlet for me to also do more comedy and tell stories. It would be more long form. So when he and I hashed that out, like you were the first person I contacted and said, could we make this work? Yes. And we sort of spoke about it. And I
1: still remember the discussion around a name because I think that's the first name I ever pitched, but I didn't pitch seriously. I thought you two would actually think about a name for a show Uh, This Iowa made absolutely no sense as a Las Vegas podcast, but my point was just, like, think of something catchy that that people will remember. Who were we to know that we'd have fans from Iowa who happen to be uh, Vegas fiends like
0: Hawkeye Brad? Um, But Well, more people found us because they were Googling, like, Iowa, like, you know, whatever, fucking Iowa football, Iowa basketball. Like, that's what they were looking for, podcasts. About the fucking Hawkeyes, I think they're
1: the Hawkeyes. Oh, they uh, are the Brad's Hawkeyes. Mad, don't but. don't offend. Okay, Brad, for fuck's sake.
0: Okay, yeah, Hawkeye Brad, that's right. So yeah, so uh, and, and they were like, all right, well, I'll check it out. The by the way, the thought process behind the name of that show was like Vegas is like this crazy unique city. Uh, so if you're talking about Vegas, you know, someone says like, how's Vegas? You're like, well, this ain't it ain't Iowa. That was the idea. <laughs> And uh, it was just—I mean—it should have instantly been canceled as uh, as a name that we would absolutely never use because it's just <laughs> not great. And especially, you know, in the like, do you put the apostrophe in? Like everything yeah. about it was difficult. Uh, but we ran with it, and then 800 shows later. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: um, we did that for a long time. It was something that evolved. Well get on to tell the full story of all the hosts and whatever at some other time. But all you need to know is it took up a long part of my life and it got um, me on the air at one point. So that, that was fun mm-hmm. to get on the air. And mainly my, my time on the air was Brian getting mad at me for all my different hobbies. Um, at the time it would have been photography, um, which we can thank This Ain't Iowa for because that was I purchased that camera at a Tycon after winning a shit ton of money at the craps table. so
0: Oh, God, that was, that was nuts. I remember that, that, that craps run. Well, that, oh, no, they're, they're two separate
1: craps runs. Um, oh. That was at the MGM um, when I won that money for the camera, but you're thinking of the one at, at the Golden Nugget, at the Golden Nugget, mm. which that was, yeah. that was money donated by a listener, but we had to have a very specific pattern of bets. On The boom-boom bet. Yep, the boom-boom bet. And the boom-boom bet came in, and that was a hell of a way to end my time in Vegas. But that was at a different yeah. time. And I already had my camera gear and everything there. Um, so I went off, did a podcast called Polarising Images. Um, it's the only podcast I've ever been involved with that got a shout-out from the editors of a podcast directory. Uh, Not saying it's good, not saying we had a big listenership, but we did get a shout-out from the Spotify um, podcast directors as one of the top five photography podcasts to listen to. Now, I don't know what was going on there.
0: Um, That's impressive. uh, We never got that. And can I also tell you – I mean, listen, as as the guy that had to, for 800 plus episodes, essentially drive the content, you know what I mean? Uh, I at least had to come with something. And then when it was really magical was when something I brought to the table spurred a story or a conversation. And then that's when the show was really, really good. But a lot of times it wasn't really, really good. It's so funny uh, because uh, a lot of people have reached out about the old shows now that we're doing this again. They're like, I'd love to start listening from episode one. First of all, no, you would not. <laughs> uh, this show was really bad for a while. And then even when it was good, there were still a lot of bad ones. Like we were doing yep. it three times a week. We were. If we had been doing it once a week, I think we really would have been something special. But my ego would not allow such a thing. Um so yeah, this uh, this and and we're actually uh, it actually turns out we may have some access to some old shows. We'll talk about it here at the end. But uh, yeah, um, that's remarkable. But what I was going to say is, as the guy who had to come up with with at least conversation starters, I don't know how you managed to do that in the confines of photography. <laughs> for for how many episodes do you think you did of that show? Oh, I
1: think that we got
0: seventy or eighty of that. Um, that's ridiculous. No. Can't. It's not possible. No, but, it, there's not eighty different things about a camera you can talk about. It got real weird.
1: Let me let me put it that way. It Got <laughs> real philosophical. And photography isn't philosophical. You set your settings and you go. That's all there is in photography. But that's probably not going to make you the maddest. Um, and so that ended, and I wasn't doing anything podcast wise, and um, you weren't doing anything, and um, I'd been in contact with Griff because. Griff was one of the guys that turned me on to great quality beer. Like you had an experience at Spargo, um, Griff gave me a six-pack um, when I was in Chicago, which I took to Vegas when we were doing a Tycon, and those six mm-hmm. beers changed
0: my life. Um, so we'd been in contact. Oh, and we also... Yep. we also actually don't don't fast forward through the fact that we did a podcast in between there. Well, this is the one I wanted to talk about actually. I wasn't oh, going I'm to, sorry. Get oh, to I the didn't last realize. One. Oh, I yeah. thought you were I thought no. you were going current. Oh wait, go go go. Yeah. Sorry. And
1: so we became friends through that six pack and because of your friendship that developed with Griff and his lovely wife Kelly, um I'd kept in contact with him and I thought we've got a common bond around food. We all love food and tv shows around food so briefly i forget how many episodes we even did of that show but we did a show called table freight which wasn't listened to by many people we really didn't promote Mm -hmm. it you weren't in a headspace to promote anything um i don't think you put 10 percent of the effort you've already put into this show total over the run of that show (laughs) and that's fine (laughs) i I know who you are (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's fair.
1: Um, yeah. But it was a show we did at past time. And then Griff and I, when you couldn't record, would do this, this show that made you mad, which was kind of cool because you know how much I love making you mad called Sidebar. Um, mm-hmm. Table for mm-hmm. Eight just met its natural end. We were done. There's only so much you can talk about food when. Um, yeah, there is only so much you can talk about food because every food TV show is a rehash. Of another food TV show. Of the same. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we finished that up, but Griff and I stayed in contact and we're both big beer guys. And I said, let's, let's do a show around beer. And he's like, I don't really want to do a show around beer, but I said, we'll make it 10% beer. Just give me a category to put it in kind of like this in Iowa. It was never about Vegas, but we had to put it in a category. He's like, fine. Sure. we'll do that. And we've done hundred and thirty odd episodes of a show called the Beer Engine Podcast. Um,
0: that's but, impressive. That's yeah. that's not easy to do. That is uh, hands down, I think, the longest running, uh, other than this in Iowa, the longest running thing you've you've ever done. I don't even think behind the bricks, uh, no. uh, my 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 comedy podcast that we did for a while. Uh, I don't even think that made it to that many episodes. No, I don't
1: think it did. And it's something that Griff and I do just purely out of love of getting together and chatting for two hours every week. Uh, It's recorded tomorrow. So if people want to listen to a new show, there'll be a new show coming out tomorrow. And we generally spend about 10 minutes a show talking about beer. We talk about our discord that we've got. We talk a lot about the NBA and we talk a fair bit about, uh, Conspiracy theories or cult religions and stuff like that. Because mm. um, mm. Griff was talking about a organisation that advertises in Vegas for a show that they mm. do recently, and I was fully aware who this group were and how they were involved with the Falun Gong movement and, yeah, everything involved there. But it, it's really a chat with two friends and, yeah, we have a small group of dedicated fans, certainly not the numbers that we've already got for this show, but we enjoy doing it every week. Um, and he's a great guy, as you, as you're well aware. You're very, very friendly with him and you uh, play plenty of blackjack mm-hmm. with him. He's a great guy to chat uh, beer and um, other stuff, NBA. And he's really disappointed with the Bulls this
0: season. It's true. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, listen, check it out. If you're, if you're into beer, check it out. If you're yeah. not into beer, maybe check it out anyway because it might, uh, might uh, you know, veer off into some weird place that you like. Um, So that 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 encompasses your podcast history. So now people understand a little bit about how we found each other and who you are. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about you personally over the last 10 years. First off, if I can say because we have uh, video chatted a handful of times, I believe you have lost a considerable amount of weight. I'm down
1: 30 kgs, which is about 60 pounds in your language from, from where I was at the last Tycon. And that hasn't been done out of the goodness of my heart. It's probably a wake-up call losing one of the hosts of this show, Troy Bohunk. Um, yeah. I regularly saw a doctor anyway, but I was diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic and one of the best things you can do there is lose weight and change your diet. So I did that. I have, have picked up a habit of getting out at least five times a week and doing three to four miles, three to four miles, um, walking. And I do some other exercise just to stay fit and healthy and not quite breathe as into the microphone.
0: Yeah. If if nothing else, it has really affected your, uh, your podcasting because yeah, you're not. You're not heavy breathing during the parts where I'm talking. Um, Less burping across the board. I don't know if that's related, but less of it. Um, So, yeah, no, you look good. And I have to say, losing weight as you get older is a weird thing. First of all, it's difficult to do. But also, when you're young and you lose weight, I feel like you look really good. Um, I have lost a little bit of weight recently, not nearly as much as you have lost. But I I, I lost about 15 pounds uh, in the last maybe three or four months, okay? Okay. And I got to tell you, I feel like I look like shit. I have like a weird like like my fi- like I've got like a weird turkey gobbler, like a like a Mitch McConnell, like the beginning of a Mitch McConnell situation, like hanging off my neck. Um, like I look slightly better in clothes, but out of clothes, I, I look like a melting candle. Like it's really it's your body does not react well. It, you almost look better fat as you get older. <laughs> uh the, I, I honestly believe that uh because yeah the skin and your body just does not and you know uh you're, i'm in my 40s so i do work out with weights but i'm not going to suddenly like bulk up i'm not taking uh you know uh um the bone broth alex jones bone broth or whatever fucking you're not going to uh, get on you um, know, human
1: hormone like rogan and get yeah. that ginormous head
0: no uh, so yeah i just i just kind of look weird. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think it looks particularly good. I kind of just want to gain the 15 back, but we'll see how, we'll see how it goes. But you actually do. You, you look good. Um, you seem to have shaved since last time we talked, but, uh, last, uh, last week you had a pretty bushy beard going and yep. I have to compliment you because, um, it was actually for the most part, pretty uniform in color. I, uh, I don't have a beard. I'm, I'm starting to go, my, knock on wood I've got good hair I've got a lot of hair yeah, it is starting off. to get streaks of it <laughs> no, I didn't mean to but I kind of did, yeah, you, did. Uh, you you're the one that lost the weight so I had to fucking in the it. hair Uh yeah so <laughs> and also the hair thank you for bringing that up again but I, I got kind of streaks of gray but it looks okay like because it's mainly dark but just has streaks of gray it's kind of got like a cool look to it but I've gotten lazy about shaving, and I, I've never grown a beard. But I will get like maybe three or four days stubble, and it's enough to know that if I were to grow a beard, beard, it would be full on Santa Claus white. Like, I don't know how you managed to have not a lot of white in your beard, because yeah, it would be a disaster if I if I committed to the look.
1: Look, I think the lighting may have helped last week, but this it's go. Going grey in certain parts. The reason why I had a shave was because I headed down to Melbourne for a beer event, um, catching up with oh, you did, this, you, sh- this show, Nick Talk. You, uh,
0: now, you didn't want to throw up in it?
1: You didn't want to throw up in your beard? Close. The beers um, are that expensive that I didn't want to waste it. There was a lot of dudes with Beards and, like, really bushy beards.
0: And of I'm course. Just thinking, well, this is shocking to you? Like, have you never seen a beer guy before? Like, they all have ridiculous beards. I know. And beanies. That's I, I, like the you
1: can find them. No beanies. But I don't get it. I understand a trimmed beard, something that's manicured like this is right now, even a little longer, but it's manicured around your mouth. You don't want to be l- losing... Um, A $35 stout to that beard, especially when there are only 100 mil pours, which is four ounces. Um, You don't want to be losing that to the beard. I just don't get it. I didn't want to miss a drop of that. So I I trimmed up for the beer event just because I wanted to get my money's worth.
0: (laughs) What a weird-ass reason to to shave a beard because you didn't want to potentially lose any beer in it. All right. Haven't you missed me? Whatever you got to do, bro. I have actually. All right, so let's uh, let's wrap this up. You mentioned hobbies and you're right for whatever reason and the, I admit that this is a me problem, okay? <laughs> I don't know why it bothered me so much that you had hobbies. Probably because I don't have hobbies. One of the things like I you know, I was kind of joked about it last week that my wife was so excited that I was starting this again. Not that she cared that I was doing a podcast. She just needed me to do something. Do something. Cuz I'm I'm not a hobby guy. Um, but you have always been a hobby guy. So I, I want to talk about last 10 years. Give me your top five hobbies that you've picked up, whether you're still doing them or not. Top five hobbies of the last 10 years. All right, let's do
1: it. Let's not do top five. Let's do top three. This isn't sorry for your luck. One of the many spin offs for this show. <laughs> now, there's a whole show on spin offs.
0: You know, we got to talk about spin offs, but we'll, 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 we got time. Okay. So,
1: top three um, just based around enjoyment more than anything else. Got to be photography. Um, love the technical side of that. Love shooting film. I know that makes you mad. Don't enjoy digital photography that much, but love the old right. school developing. Right.
0: Sure, Tarantino. Now, do you have your own dark room? Like, do you? I can have you a around tank. Fixer, fixer, and, and yep. stop bath.
1: I have a fixer and stop bath, but I've got a, a little tank, which means I can I don't have to set up a dark room. I can do it in the daylight and wind the film out in this little tank and and then the, do the development all in that. I like shooting 120 film. Really crappy cameras, right. like. Is- like a Holger. Hey, you already,
0: asked.
1: You asked. This, already this is gotten your problem.
0: This than I was expecting. This is a you problem, <laughs> right. not a me problem. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. Go, 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 go. go. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> um, then
1: I did, and I still do, do a little bit of art. Um, I've been in a couple of shows. Um, but, of course, I can't paint with anything regular like acrylics or oils. I paint in encaustics. Brian, are you familiar with what encaustic painting is?
0: No, Tony, I'm not. Of course not. I've heard of watercolor. I've heard of oil-based paints. I've heard of uh, acrylic paints, but I've never heard of whatever weird random shit that you know. You probably you know it's a handmade by an Aboriginal uh, person in your in your country. I have no idea what what you're. What's it called? Agnostic. No, right. <laughs> That's a religion. Enco- what is it? What en- is it
1: encaustic. encaustic, encaustic, which means to bu- right. to burn. Because outside of cave paintings, it is the oldest form of painting that is available to you. It was something that was re- uh, revived by a guy called Jasper Johns, famous for painting the American flag. In New I've
0: Washington. heard of that guy. All right, I know who Jasper Johns is. Okay, I okay. know some stuff. So you paint with beeswax,
1: and you use a blowtorch to uh, move the paint around and and seal the paint off. So that's perhaps number two. Um,
0: I can't imagine a world where I feel comfortable with you. For people who don't know, uh, uh, you you only have one really good working hand. Yep. So the thought of you just fucking wielding a blowtorch around the house is <laughs> troubling. Hey, but uh, okay. The danger's a part of it.
1: What can I say? Who doesn't love a bit of
0: like <laughs> I, I actually burning that, the house down? I can actually
1: respect that a little bit.
0: Okay, go ahead. All right, number Um, three.
1: No, honourable mentions time. Oh, of course. Um, Of course. I like messing around with, and this makes you mad for real synthesizers to make really crappy music for podcasts. (laughs) I deliberately, I thought I can only make the guy so mad. I'll put up stickers in the Discord I will bring up hobbies. If it, turns but,
0: out, if it turns out that you're jack shit, my mind is going to get blown.
1: Jesus, if I was that good, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. <laughs> and I wouldn't give it up for free. Um, True. Yeah, but I mess around with some music gear. Um, uh, the other honourable mention, of course, is my current love. It is cooking pizzas. I know you don't count this as a hobby, but when you spend 48 hours on a dough... It's a hobby. It's wood-fired. It takes a little bit more skill than just throwing it in an oven and waiting for the timer to go off. And number three, it would be something that you wouldn't have picked that I actually hand-make scarves and I've actually turned this into a business and have sold three scarves in the past
0: couple of months. So there you go. All right, well, let's not throw the word business around. Um, but, uh, listen, this is, is this what, with the loom, is this what you're doing with that loom? It is. I, I, I do have to say, first of all, I, I have seen your scarves and I actually am impressed by it. I, it, it is, I do believe that working with a loom is a true skill. Uh, and I am impressed at the fact that you have, um, you know, gotten to a point where you're so good at it. you could make something that looks like a scarf and some people will sp- spend some money on it. So I'm not, I'm not shitting at this, at the, at your skill in it. It's just, I don't even know how in this century, a man of your age could be like, what if I should start fucking with looms? You know what I mean? Like, how do you even get to that moment where you're like, I'm going to be a loom guy. well, you need something to pass the time while you're watching the tour de France. All right. Well, I guess we've just, uh, you just, you just went ahead and put a nail in that coffin. We're never doing this segment again. Um, All right. So that is what Tony has been up to everybody. Listen, we are, we we should wrap this up. What's our time? Where are we at on time? We're in
1: an an hour and 11 minutes,
0: right? Ah, God damn it. (laughs) Now I'm in, now I'm in overtime. I I was never going to get this far. All right, let's wrap this up. Um, I I did want to say, yeah. So I mentioned earlier that there are people that have interest in the old shows. We didn't save them because we were pretty sure we were done, but you actually do have uh, uh, an update on that, right?
1: Yeah. Thanks to the Ford thing here of a listener. When all the old shows were put out by a different listener, he grabbed them all. He put them on a hard drive and he's given me access to those files And said, feel free to do whatever you like. So thank you to Nick Talk, listener of the Beer Engine podcast. You can find that at um, Or is it the Beer Engine podcast? Again, you know me with naming shows. Oh, boy.
0: Oh, boy. (laughs) I mean, I would make fun of you for this, but I, like, you just had to walk me through signing into our email account. Yep. And, again, I would just like to say I am 44, not Ninety-four. Like I should be able to sign into an email uh, at this point in my life, but I really had like it took it took longer than it should have. Um, so yeah. I won't shit on you too bad. But that is cool. So we are going to try to find a way to make it available. Yeah. And listen, we might charge a couple of bucks for it, and it's just that money is just going to Tony for like hosting the site and stuff like that. We're not looking to uh, make a profit. After two episodes, we're <laughs> not that big of assholes. Like I bet two in. Where's my Patreon? I'm not that guy, Um, but we might make just those. If if someone really wants those old ones available, you know, we might make the whole catalog available for a couple of bucks. If you have them, don't undercut us and just give it away. Uh, Let Tony make, let Tony break even on this, uh, on this fucking vanity project of mine. All right. Uh, And if people uh, say they can't afford it with inflation, I will give it away for free. I'm not that much of an asshole. Tony, you, this is why, this is why your scarf, this is why you've only sold three scarves. Because this is, and then why it will not be a lucrative business for you? I just said, pay a couple of bucks, and you're like, or how about nothing? Stop it! You're like Coles. I don't think you have Coles there, but Coles is a is a is a company out here. It's a, it's a sort of a department store, a low end department store out here, and they give away something called Coles Cash. If you've ever been to their store one time, they will send you in the mail stacks of money that you can use at their store. So when you go there, there's a price on there's always a price on the uh, on the clothing or whatever. Right. And it's, you know, whatever. It's like whatever a pair of jeans cost. And then undoubtedly, those jeans will be on sale. Of course. Uh, And then by the time you get to the front and give him your Kohl's cash, they give you ten dollars to take the jeans out of the store. That is you. You are the Kohl's of business. Uh, podcast business, like let's let's at least try to let's at least try to get you to break <laughs> even for hosting this site before you start giving it away. It, we it hadn't been on sale for thirty seconds before you gave it to everybody. So uh, there's that. Oh, here's another question I was asked, and I don't know how I feel about it, but I want to get your take. More than one person has asked me if we will ever offer like a video feature that people could w- either watch us doing the show or whether we will release parts of the show, like a video, um, video portions of the show on YouTube or, or, I don't fuck with TikTok, but, uh, something like that. Is that a possibility?
1: It's a possibility only if we were to do something special. I'm not just going to put up video of the two of us recording on discord. I don't think that's got any value. Now, if you get together in person with somebody, sure, um, do a five-minute segment, video-only exclusive that we can put out. But I really yeah. don't see the point of putting it up on, on YouTube considering we're not in the same studio space. If we're in the same studio space, it makes a little more sense to, to put it up on video. But considering we're recording remotely, to me, um, just putting the show up by itself, no highlights, special features for shits and giggles. Yeah, I can see us doing a little bit of video. Because remember back in the day, we did video before YouTube existed. We had those little flip cameras. We
0: did. Oh, God, I do remember that. This is actually uh, going down this memory lane has just really uh, uh, reminded me of how old we are. Like I had yeah. I had like a, like an old slide phone, the first Ticon. I had like yeah. a slide, like a fucking sidekick. Well, were you uh, doing like we don't on that? Yeah. So that wasn't. But, a I, first but it was 10, icon. It was like 10, It was like T nine. It was like T nine Twitter. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I I wasn't. Now, to be fair, I think smartphones did exist. I'm saying I had, I had a slide. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. It was uh. It was a fucking mess. Um. Oh. Uh. I I do want to kind of go through again all the ways different people can reach out to us. And uh, I, I will start to be a little bit more active. I had kind of burned out and had and pulled back from social media, but I am doing better. I'm trying to be better uh, about uh, engaging with, with all you guys again because you have all made efforts to engage with, with me and with us, and, uh, and that is meaningful to me. So I'm going to make more of an effort uh, to, to do that. Um, so before you tell everybody all the different ways, I just want to tease next week we will be back, our last show for January – And I am happy to announce that guest hosting along with us will be the one and only Mophobes, Uh, one of the regular co-hosts of this show. One of the more interesting guys I've met in my life. Uh, He's had a lot of jobs. Um, He's really sort of lived life in in an interesting way. And I will just say I haven't had a lot of, of, of interaction with him over the last 10 years. We've stayed in touch very sporadically. Uh, we've talked a few times, obviously, you know, recently just with the relaunch of this show. But I am very interested to find out his living situation, his job situation, uh, his romantic situation. Like, I don't really yep. know much about what is happening in this guy's life. So I uh, that will be next week, our last show of the month. Uh, and I hope you guys will tune in for that. All right, Tony, now, wrap this up.
1: Can How I just give a teaser go. to the Mophobes episode? I've been of in, in a little bit more contact with Mophobes through a poker game that he used to actually attend every now and then. Now he's just still on the text message chat. Last I heard, he was – this is air quotes. Brian can see me doing air quotes, but but you guys can't. He was travelling across the country back and forth trying to sell a magic trick. That's the last I heard from the guy. Don't know whether that's still his current hustle. But that's the last I heard. Last sighting of him was at a college gymnastic event and he was representing Berkeley College. So that guy, I, interesting character. Ask him about it. He's, he's going to be on the right. show next well,
0: week. All right, you'll be here too. Let's, we got a lot of questions. You're, you're in charge of the gymnastics event. What? He went to a gymnastics <laughs> I have a daughter in gymnastics and can I tell you something? I am not interested in going to her gymnastics events. But she's, at least she's my child. I have a reason to go. All right. Listen, you, we're gonna talk about it. We'll talk about yeah, it. Next week. If you were the president of the former student body
1: of your college, why would you be that in the first place? And specifically yeah, for the gymnastics never. portion of I'm sure you would attend the gymnastics event. No?
0: Not your captain? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that that's true. Uh, yeah. But anyway, all right, listen, that's all for next week. One last time, Tony, tell everybody all the ways that they can get involved uh, with this show.
1: The website is TAIV2. Now, on the site, there, down the bottom, there is a link to our Discord if people can't find it. I know some people had trouble finding it. Uh, if not, just send us an email. We are taiv i v two podcast at gmail.com i will send you an invite to the discord i know i had a couple of people reach out and do it that way we're also on instagram again at taiv2 podcast Uh, send us a direct message and we can get you access to the discord that way as well Um, but just check out the website that's perhaps the number one place to find everything there'll be links to where you can subscribe we're in every podcast directory that matters other than Apple podcasts. We're still waiting on approval. That should be through next week. But if you use Google podcasts or Spotify, you can now find us in the directory and don't have to add the link manually. If that's still a thing? Don't know whether people still do that it used to be all different Who knows? kinds of podcatchers back in the day. So
0: yeah. All right. Well, there it is. Lots of ways to get uh, in, involved with the show. You can also reach out to me, uh, Brian Malik on Instagram, uh, Brian M comedy on Twitter, um check us out on I mean, the discord I probably,
1: you'll be in the discord hanging out
0: i'll be i'll be in the discord i'm gonna be i'm gonna be banging the discord boards no, oh, no god no, i just no, really no, i really no, got to get no. a hold of this i just i don't feel like i've got a grasp of how this works yet uh anyway that's it all right i'm stopping the show we'll talk to you next week mo will be with us thank you thank you thank you thank you guys so much for this first week it's been a phenomenal and i i hope you uh uh, I hope you'll stick with us, even though this was a Tony episode. They won't all be Tony episodes. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I, I hope uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll, we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.
1: And just because it's a Tony episode, I'm going to play some of my music as an outro.
0: Right.
1: Sing along, Brian, if you know the words.
0: <laughs> you made this? Yeah.
1: We're well, I've remixed it. I
0: love down down is, sting, is Sting going to sue you? Probably
1: Goodbye <laughs>